Good morning, good morning. We're back here in Austin, Texas, live music capital of the world. And uh, I have a good friend here, a uh, friend of a good friend, and uh, Mr. Alfredo Guerrero, right? Yes, sir. It's uh, definitely an honor to be here with uh, a legend like yourself. <laughs> Alfredo, thank you for coming out this afternoon. Or it's, it is afternoon now, right? It is. <laughs> it's yeah. morning for musicians. A lot of musicians. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's yeah, we're um, we happen to be at a at a uh, little radio show this morning, mm-hmm. and uh, so I asked Alfredo to come out here. And uh, Alfredo, este, he's uh, the leader of Tortilla Factory. It's a band that uh, your dad started yes, sir. back in the uh, 70s. 70s. Yeah. And uh, right. no, I, I knew your dad well. We were good friends. Ham, Tony Ham Guerrero. Well, actually, it was La Familia that he put together for right. Joe. Mm-hmm. And then Joe fired my dad, and La Familia turned into Tortilla, Tortilla Factory. Factory. Yeah. I happen to be around when all of that happened. I'm sure you were there, Leonard. <laughs> I hear so many, so many uh, stories and so many different, uh, different stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, it was, uh, you know, a heck of a band, bro. <laughs> you know, I was. Uh, we were recording in San Antonio with Manny Guerra. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, Manny says, "Hey, man, I want you guys to hear this stuff." Mm-hmm. So he put on uh, La Malagueña and oh, some, something else at the head. Yeah. They had recorded. He said, these guys came in here, and they told me, okay, what, what, okay, you can leave. <laughs> <laughs> he said, and Joe Gallardo, Chocho, and, and Oblio, you know, they took over. And uh, so, you know, when, I, when, uh, when, when Tortilla was starting, we, uh, Ham, your dad had called me because uh, I was working with uh, the Mexican Revolution at the time. Mm-hmm. And he called me and asked me, hey, Leonard, do you think we might be able to get in with you guys, you know, because we're, we're just starting. And I, yeah, man, but let me talk to Ruben. So I said, traelos. So our first gig that we played together was in, um, um, oh, gosh. It, it's in West Texas um, where the, the prison is. Uh, Abilene? No. I'll think of it here in a minute. Huh? Huntsville? No, no, it was out in West Texas. Yeah, um, I'll think of it here shortly. Okay. okay. Yeah, well, we played, we played there, and uh-huh. uh, I'll tell you a little story after we get off. <laughs> Remind me about Sargi. Sargi. <laughs> yeah, Sargi was playing with us, pero no, and, and uh, took off, and we played together a bunch of a bunch of started doing a bunch of different gigs together, nice. and it's crazy because at that time nobody was charging five dollars a person. And, you know, we said, hey, we're going to have two bands. Mira, look at the size of the bands, man, because we had, we had 10, mm-hmm. and uh, I believe Tortilla had like 11 or 12, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And uh, so he said, well, sounds good. Let's charge $5. So we were charging $5 a, 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 person. a person for two bands. <laughs> Yeah, so that was uh well five dollars back then is probably I fifteen don't know, fifteen fifteen now, something like that. Yeah. Now they're charging thirty and forty dollars. Right, 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 right. So it's but anyhow, yeah. no, we, we you know, with your dad and I I knew your dad back back in the sixties when he was playing with uh, little Joe. Oh, okay. And I was playing with uh, Manuel Cowboy Donnelly. 
And we oh, were, wow. the first time we played together and was in El Campo. Well, where, where I got to meet your dad, you know? And, yeah, yeah. and, uh, I mean, it's a good man, Raul and Foreman and all those guys. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah este, pero, uh, you, you took over the band when your when your daddy passed, correct? Correct. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. And, uh, so what's been happening? How did you get started, man? Did he, well, um, I was originally, uh, I did music and athletics, and I was uh, really good at both, uh, and my dad was pushing me towards the athletic route because he said the life of a musician is... Ask your mom. <laughs> yeah, the life of a musician is, is hard, man. So, uh, you know, I excelled in soccer and made the national team and was just about to go to Munich, Germany, and I had a uh, agent, and I was about to leave, and but it fell through at the last minute, and um, it really put me down because I wanted to go to Europe, man, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and then my dad felt sorry for me, so he said, "Okay, well you can come join the band now." So got in the band and. Um, did he pay you like a regular musician or pay you less? <laughs> <laughs> no, he paid me what he paid the other cats, man. He paid me what he paid the other cats. But, uh, but you know, um, tell you a story too, man. When I was about 12, 13, uh, when I first heard La Malagueña, mm-hmm. uh, it brought at that age, as a young kid, it brought tears down my eyes because I was like, how can somebody create something so, like, I couldn't even, that that arrangement right there about the, <laughs> I've never heard anything like it, man. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then uh, and to top it off, you got a black African-American singing it, La Malagueña, you know. El Bobby Charro yeah. Negros. <laughs> so, but, you, know, <laughs> you know, I remember, you know, as a little kid, man, just uh, my dad would put us, me and my younger brother on the stage and that timpani would start and La Raza would go crazy. And then all of a sudden that from the side of the stage, Charra would come in a white horse in a white mariachi outfit singing on the horse La Malagueña and the, uh, La Raza would just go bananas when they saw that. Yeah, bro. yeah. So for my dad... Um, it wasn't just performing. It was a show. Yeah. Like, it was, a, I mean, Chata was not only a hell of a singer, but he was also a comedian, Vato. Mm-hmm. Like, man, he, like, he's just a, one of the funniest dudes I ever met, man. And he was already a legend at that time. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's. <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, toward the, the latter years of his life, you know, I got, you know, um, I, we'd go play in different cities, and I'm like, Chata, man, Man, how you how you got so many Mexican women after you, brother? He's like, boy, didn't you know I'm a chick magnet? Like, <laughs> what the? <laughs> so, you know, um, it was just being around that caliber of musicians, bro. Just, you know, my dad created a standard of musicianship that I promised I would continue so um but um but you know 
All you uh, to be honest, bro, bro, um, y'all's era of musicals has not. There's never been an an era of musicals that gifted to this day. Yeah, that y'all's era, bro. Like, I don't know what it was, but that era had some incredible musicians, and we have a few now in this this generation mm-hmm. but not like i mean not whole not whole bands <laughs> yeah i mean you guys were like y'all were ahead of y'all's times for sure and um so throughout the years i was just watching my dad and rehearsals like all the time he would just command <laughs> command this attention without even saying anything he would be sitting there he'd get like sometimes he latter years of his life he'd have his cane and he'd just go sit and sit in the middle of the uh excuse me no problem brother <laughs> he would just get his cane sit in the middle of the uh, the rehearsal and just everybody he just commanded this this attention and uh, uh you know and he was able to to call out a musician and in a way to where the musician wouldn't take it personal because mm-hmm. that's as you very well know as a leader being a leader is kind of a game of psychology with all these cats man so yeah. you got to know how to approach them because each individual is so different and, and i tell him i said no you're it just do it man <laughs> bring me a diaper you know <laughs> pete garza from the, the breed the, the yeah. bass player <laughs> yeah, man. The, the, see, all those guys are great, man. I mean, they're gone, yeah, gone, but but yeah. great. I mean, friends, you know. Gilbert Sevenio, Oblio. Coyote, yeah. Uh, oh, no, go, you're talking Oblio. Oblio was Gilbert Sevenio, right? Yes, yes, you're right. I'm sorry, I was thinking. No, no, uh, he just received the Lifetime Achievement Award at the Tejano Roots Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. About so time. Did, so did Chocho. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Uh, so those were two of the original musical directors for Tortilla. Tortilla Factory. So I was really proud to see that and happy to see that. And um, and with La Familia. And with La Familia. That's right. Yeah. And um, I'm sure you're in there, right? No, no, I'm not I, in there yet. Wow, that's, no. that's surprising. Yeah. Oh, oh, and the and the whole roots. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're, I figured you were, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, man. So I'm right now. I'm working. Tortilla Factory just turned 50 years old, Leonard, in, in January. You don't look it, man. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, I'm working on the 50th anniversary album right now. Yeah. Um, and Tortilla Factory has never been an accordion band, mm-hmm. never. Right. And my dad, the only one he would play with back in the day was Esteban Jordan. Mm-hmm. Okay, he was. Yep. A beast, man. And then before he died, he said, "Well, you know, I, I want to do a, an accordion song with uh, David Lee Garza." Mm-hmm. So he didn't get the chance. So that's what I'm doing right now in the studio, um, a song with uh, David Lee Garza. Yeah, David. David did a. Uh, he was in the studio. I was recording work on uh, Gilbert Velasquez. Yeah, yeah. And he was there. He said, "Let if I can help you, man." Le ponte I want you to listen to this song, man. Ponle el acordeón. Nice. Yeah, but no, that's um, 
that that was you know and then when we started our group street people mm -hmm. you know we put in an accordion and your dad would say yeah man you know he said i don't i don't he said, I don't like the accordion because it's like a machine gun. Ta, 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 <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds about and, I, and I said, no, you know, and they, uh, no, I mean, I understand. But because there's people that accordion, uh-uh, no, uh-uh. You know, they, they associate it with conjuntos and cantinas and all that. Yeah, you know, pero, um, no, I, I, you know, if you use it. The right way. Yeah, good, good taste and stuff like that and. Because we were the first ones that started putting accordion in our music here. Little Joe had done it with Joel Guzman back mm. back in the in the day. Okay. And but I'm I'm originally from South Texas from Pearsall. Oh. And uh, so I grew up around it because my tío Panchito had a, a salón de bailes and you know theaters and you know so. Right, right. That's so I was I was around. I got to you know grew up with the Los Alegres de Teran and Pau Conjunto Bernal and you know oh, bunch of, Bernal, man. Yeah, you know Isidro and uh because <clears throat> your dad played with Isidro too. Yeah he did, right? Isidro mm -hmm. Lopez and Beto Villa. Yeah, Beto Villa, you know, because I remember my grandfather was a drummer mm. and they'd come by in the bus. I say the old time bus, but it was new then. <laughs> Because yeah. I, I was a kid, and they'd come by and pick up my grandfather because he was a drummer, and sometimes, you know, they'd, so he'd, he'd play with them when somebody couldn't come in. Okay. He did a lot of that. And um, so, yeah, I, w I was around it all the time, and I said, well, you know, and then when I was a kid, I played piano accordion también. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. so este, I, I liked it, you know. I, I liked it with, with orquesta, you know. See, yeah, man. See how it worked, and it worked out good, you know. So yeah. I mean, it's um, I'm glad we did it. And the next thing I know is Alfonso Ramos and Ruben, the Mexican Revolution, they're putting the accordion in, and you know, yeah. Then because yeah. uh, Manny told me I was crazy, he said, yeah, he says, "Get haciendo, Because I like the accordion, man. Uh, uh, don't don't be doing that. Then he called me about a month later and says, "Sabes qué? Te ventates con eso? Because other people liked it too, you know. So, yeah. that, that's you know, that was uh. Uh, part of the the growing, the growing uh, mode, I guess, with with you know your experimentation, ex yeah, expanding what what you wanted to do. Now, Manny Guerra is a brother of Rudy Guerra. Yes, and Rudy Guerra is the founder of Latin Latin Breed, Breed correct? Right. Mm -hmm. And is Manny Guerra still alive? Yes, he is. In okay. fact, I just I'm supposed to get in. Talk to him again. Okay. Here. <laughs> and he's the one that did quite a bit of the tortilla. Because he did the whole the whole thing. Okay. That that whole that whole. What, uh, what label album. was that? That was he did it on GCP. That was his label. Okay. Yeah. Does he still have a label or? Well, you know he he was doing uh, he went into Christian Christian music. Well, Rudy Rudy turned Christian. Yes. Uh -huh. Completely. And Manny did too. Well, Manny had turned first. Oh, Manny turned first, mm -hmm. and then Rudy. Oh. Came in there, yeah, because okay. yeah, so that that was, you know, it was in the family, okay. and Manny's still doing it. Okay, yeah, but well, I'm, amen to that, man. There's nothing, <laughs> nothing wrong following Jesus Christ, man. That, no, that's that's, that's, uh, that's right. That's for me. And without Jesus Christ, I'm lost. That's it. You know, I understand. To I, be to be quite honest, it's just uh, there's a lot of. There's a lot of evil in this world, Leonard. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of evil in this world. And, and if I don't put the armor of God on every morning, my mom and I pray like an hour each morning, mm -hmm. the rosary, and then we pray prayers. 
if I don't have that armor of God put on, then the day is more difficult. Mm. That's what I've found. So. Yeah, no, no. I have, you know, I mean, I made a promise. It's crazy. I made a promise when I was in Vietnam. And to this day, that was mm. 1968. And to this day, I still keep the promise. Mm. You know, and my what wife knows. Uh, yeah. What was the promise? Well, I promised that every time I pass a church, mm-hmm. I would do the sign of the cross, no matter one for me, my family, and the other to praise the Lord, or praise the Lord first and then me and my family. So, I mean, and, and this is in front of Baptist church, Pentecostal churches, and, and I still, you know, I still do it. Praise praise the Lord. And, uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, and I never forget, you know, it's kind of like, oh, there's a church, you know, and, mm-hmm. and my wife, you know, same thing. She She's followed up with, with my promises, and uh, she was, we were married already when when I went over, mm. and um, so I mean, so she you're was, a Vietnam vet. Oh yeah! Wow, bro! <laughs> yeah, well, thank you for your good. service, well, man. Thank you, thank you. I grew up I grew up in the Marine Corps. <laughs> wow! <laughs> so, yeah. How old are you, Leonard? Oh gosh, I'll be seventy five. Wow, you don't look <laughs> it, bro. I feel I feel I feel I I was telling my wife I says you know I can't be, I can't believe I'm this old. <laughs> I says I feel like I'm a hundred sometimes, but I still think like an eighteen-year-old. And she says, "Yeah, but you act like a six-year-old." So I said, "Thank you for putting me down, baby. <laughs> thank you for putting me in my place." <laughs> no, bro, but you for real, you look good for your age, man. Well, thank you got you. all your hair too, man. Most people, most people your age are thumb bald, bro. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, God's blessed you, man. And uh, no, I have been blessed it's I, because you know. Uh, I can tell that you you put him first, you know. He is he's first, and um, mm-hmm. so and my 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 children are the same way. You know? Really, yeah. that's awesome, mm-hmm. man. Every morning, my son's in 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 Bolverde, and and every morning I get a nice prayer from him. He sends it to the family, and you know, wow. I mean, he's been doing this for for quite some time. Wow, and he's they're very involved. At all, um, Norma, I'd like to get you in here, but uh, you know yeah. what? Yes, uh, and this is this is. uh, She can definitely tell you some history. Well, yeah, this is uh, Norma uh, uh, Guerrero. uh, Norma, you go Guerrero Martinez. Guerrero. Guerrero. Okay. Este. uh, Norma is uh, the wife to uh, to Ham Tony Ham Guerrero, the uh, founder of Tortilla Factory, and I know that she's she's been your backbone. Since uh, since you took over, yes, sir. Yeah, I know that right. I see her every place that that the band performs, or you're there. You're, yeah. the, you know, I'm there, and I, and and that's great, you know, because a um, lot of lot of uh, families don't get involved with what their babies do, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, because they'll always be our babies, you know. Yeah. That's oh, the, yeah. you know, uh, Norma, where where are you originally from? Well, I was born in Mexico City. Uh huh. But I was raised in San Angelo, Texas. Yeah, and that's where that's where you met Ham. Uh, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. he was born in, in San Angelo, and um, he had gone away to play in, in San Francisco, and I had gone away to college. And when I returned one summer, he was there, and that's how we met. Hey, sweetie, what's your name? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I needed uh, somebody to be in, in a wedding with me. Oh. And it was a big wedding, and all the guys were taken. 
So they told me about this Tony Guerrero, and and uh, they said he's a musician, and oh, it sounded no. to me like it would be somebody older, you uh-huh. know, and it wasn't. So I asked him to be in the wedding, and, uh, and that's how we met. <laughs> And then the rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he would hitchhike to to um, Texas Western, where I was going to college, uh, to see me. And uh, University of El Paso, right? Uh-huh. That's University of El Paso now. Oh. And, um, UTEP. UTEP. Uh-huh. Yeah. UTEP, yeah. uh-huh. And, um, well, I'd be over there. I'd tell him, I'll go visit my grandmother, because she's the one that, lets me go out, you know, so when I'd go back home, you know, he had, he had established a relationship with her, and he'd visit with her, and uh, the first time I got back, they were talking away and ignoring me. <laughs> <laughs> he knew what, to, he knew where to make, oh, yeah. make, uh, como te digo, he knew where it had to go, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah, that's why they called him him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the, now, were you, were you, you all were married when he was with Beto Villa, and, or, no? No, you know, he played with them first. Uh, I married him uh, when he started playing with Little Joe, or we got married first, and then he started playing with Little Joe. Mm-hmm. And um, I know I was expecting our first child when, when, um, when we'd go to Temple for him to play with Little Joe, mm-hmm. and, uh. And then, you know, after a while, he broke off from, from that band and formed his own. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he was with Joe for a long time, because I remember mm-hmm. I was a kid. Yeah, he was their musical director. Mm-hmm. And he always told a story about how their musical arrangements before Tony joined was the uh, saxes were on top of the horns. Mm-hmm. You know, you mean and the he trumpets? Said, yeah. of, of the trumpets, yeah. And he would say... Trump was supposed to be higher, right. you know, so he changed fixed, it around. Yeah. Got well, I'm that. sure none of those cats knew theory, and dad was no. educated. Right. You know. And he, um, you know, explained to them that the, the trumpets needed to be higher than the horns and than, than the saxes. Uh huh. Than the, than the saxophones. Mm-hmm. And he became their musical arranger and uh, played with them for many years. Because mm-hmm. I remember um, when I first saw him, it was. Uh, Ham, Kama, um, mm-hmm. uh, from Odessa. Uh huh, from Odessa, and then uh, Jimmy Jimmy Flores, mm-hmm. and Raúl Raúl Reyes, because mm-hmm. Raúl would play sax, he played bass, he played trombone, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah so and uh, who else? I think. Uh, no, Johnny Garcia didn't. Did, no, Johnny Garcia was playing with Roman Delongo. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, no, I, I remember. I mean, tough band. I mean, we yeah. used to hear them, and I mean, they. What I liked about them is that they were always laughing and smiling on stage. Oh, that was that was Tony. Yeah, he was a he was very witty mm-hmm. and could always make a joke out of anything, you know, and, <laughs> and kept everybody laughing. Yeah, you know. But uh, <laughs> a, another important thing that Tony did for um, Little Joe's band is he brought Joe Gallardo. Mm-hmm. Uh huh into the mix and um he had to literally talk him into it mm-hmm. right he didn't he want to but uh, a jazzer yeah you know as it was it it didn't last long but then they formed tortilla factory mm-hmm. and you know joe gallardo did a lot of arrangements then for 
for Tortilla Factory, mm-hmm, which are yeah. still in the charts, and I still have the original charts, and and uh, they still so have the Las Nubes yeah. original chart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew I knew that he had done that because I said, "Who did that arrangement?" Yeah. Joe Chocho, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I because he I, I played trombone, and he was a trombone player. Oh know? yeah, yeah. I remember one time he said, "Leonard, there's a song I want you to play." And its name of it is Santa. And after that, you know, I mean, we were on the road a lot. And so then they started getting on the road. Right. And uh, I remember he would say, we're going on tour. Leo, where are you going? He said, oh, we're going to go down to the Valley and we'll go to Houston. And, uh, but see, uh, he says, man, was, that's why we're way over there in West Texas. And they'd come down here. So that was a tour. <laughs> and, and it was, it was really, you know, yeah. because I mean, it, and, and those nights was, of course, it was one-nighters. You know, but no, I always had a had a good time. Had a good time with Hams. You know, we joke around. I'll, I'll tell you some jokes after a while. <laughs> but, uh, and another thing that that Tony did is he would we would all go with him on on most of the times most of his gigs, mm-hmm. and uh, since he was with Little Joe, and uh, Little Joe would tell him, "Why are you taking your wife?" You know. Number one, they didn't. Number two, he didn't want me to see what they were doing, you know, and come tell the wives, you know. And he didn't care. You know, he, he took us all. They were little. And, you know, we just all went along. Yeah. You know, that was him. He didn't care what people said. He was going to do yep. what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. My wife used to go with me until she got tired of the road. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, we're going. But then she's always worked. You know, I must say that. You know, I mean, I was a full-time musician. Mm-hmm. I did it full-time for like 25 years. And, but I had a family and, you know, all this. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, we were, in those days, it was like you had to play as much as you could. You know, nowadays, it's, you know, I, we do it because we enjoy it, us. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to do it every day, you know, because, right. I mean, we were playing, I know the same thing, five, six nights a week. All one-nighters. <laughs> so, yes. And, uh, well, how did you all wind up in Austin? Well, that was in 87. And, soccer. Uh, yeah, soccer was one of the reasons we came here, because there was more opportunity for him. Mm-hmm. And, um, and there was more opportunity for him musically as well. Right. So he was going to move up over here by himself first, and then I said, well, let's just all move. And uh, we did, and I had already gotten my teaching degree, and I was having a, um, trouble finding a job in San Angelo, mm-hmm. you know, as a bilingual teacher. Right. And I came over here, and I was in demand. You know, I got a job right away. Right away. And no problem, so it worked out for us. What was that trumpet player's name we stayed with for a little bit? Philip? Oh, yeah. Philip, uh, you know him? Philip? Borrero? No, 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 no. That, that's uh, a Peabody. That's Peabody, Yeah, right? Peabody, yeah. yeah. I don't think you like to be called Peabody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't like to be. Last time I called him Peabody, he said, don't call me that. <laughs> um, I still call him Peabody, whether he likes it or not. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a guy named Philip, right? Right, right. Philip yeah, Acosta? Lived, lived in, yeah. Lived in South lived Austin. His wife, his, yeah, his wife was a teacher also. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Philip Acosta. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're they were good friends also. Yeah, yeah, okay. I just saw him the other day. You know, at that breakfast. Did oh, 
Oh. Yeah, he was he was there. He was there? Yeah. You were there. Yeah. We just haven't caught up with the changes. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Well, we all look different. <laughs> yeah, right. Leo, what happened to you, man? Y tú? You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, you haven't changed that much, you know. All your hair and, and, you know, a lot of your features are, you know, you still look the same, basically. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's a good mm-hmm. thing, bro. Like, well, some kids just never grow up, man. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, when my dad was, latter years, he was like, we were somewhere hanging out with the Latin breed or something like that. And, and he was like, chinga, vato. Now it's like, <laughs> instead of when we take a break, we're going to take shots of tequila. We're taking shots of insulin. Hold <laughs> <laughs> on, Ben Gay. Well, I, I tell some of the guys in the back, or like Skeeter, for example. Yeah. You know, Skeeter's in his 60s, mid-60s. And I say, Skeeter's going to come up and do his next song. You know, he did all our soul, R&B, and stuff yeah. like that. And I said, uh, hey, Skeeter, okay, uh, Skeeter's going to come. Skeeter, have you taken your blood pressure medicine yet? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I already did. Like, how about your cholesterol, man, your, uh, in your heart? And how about your mood medicine? He said, yeah, I'm, I'm taking So... And, and one of the guys in the band says, no, man, that's not funny. It is funny because there's things that you can laugh about later. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and Tony would say, instead of the guy smelling of, of aftershave and cologne, they smell of being gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You know, it's, it's um, I mean, there's a lot of stories about on the road. You know, a lot of people think that it's all... You know, wow, they see you on stage, and it's like, yeah, you know, like, you don't do nothing else but that, Uh -uh. Mm uh-uh. When we get off, we're tearing down the equipment, you know. That was before we had roadies, too, (laughs) you know. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, have to get there early. Uh, I'll tell you a little story. We were in El Campo with Isidro Lopez, Mm -hmm. and Isidro was opening. Mm. Well, they got there, like, right in time, because, see, in El Campo, we used to have to get there early to play on the show, a radio show on Sunday. Do you remember that? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, we would do a live show. Mm-hmm. Well, they got there. I mean, I mean, the radio show was going to start. They had them echándose deodorant and everything. And uh, after shave, I mean, and, and they drive in a, in, a, in, a, in a station wagon with no air and the windows open, you know. <laughs> <laughs> now, this was summer. And uh, after that, he said, yeah, what is it? Mira, Ciro, viste como le hicieron. Yeah, so we'd be somewhere and we'd just get there in time. He said, órale, un Ciro Lopez special. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, and, and, and that went on for a while but you know that's those are things on the road that people you know people don't know as to and when Tony started a, a book and um, I need to finish it for him uh, he was well into it you know I could uh, do some of the concluding chapters and put it out but it was about experiences on the road mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know. people don't believe him mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. you know one time we were on the road and i remember we were asleep on a roadside park and boom 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 someone banging on the door and it was skeeter and pancho partida frank frank he just died but yeah. they just buried him instead hey Leonard, you going to austin yeah man he says because uh the bus broke down and the guys had to they rented the truck so we're what are they, so let's take off you know we woke up and let's take off again we were out by beeville i think and we're getting into Austin, and he says, Skeeter, look, th- I think that's a truck. And they had the, the tailgate open on that thing. 
and I honking at them and blinking the lights and they open the door. I thought todo, todo la palomera, little Joe, Johnny, damn, you know, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they go, hey, man, you know, everybody waving. Pero, I mean, we'd see all, you know, see them, everybody on the road, you know, different different places. Este, now, what do you think about Alfredo doing, carrying the torch now? Well, when Tony passed away, I told him, you know, if Tortilla Factory ends here, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said, but if you want to take it, you have to live up to the standards. Yeah. That's all I ask. And he has. You know, so, uh, you know, yeah. he's, he's kept up the standards and uh, carrying it on, so... So that's fine. Mhm, mhm. Now um, you had a female singer with you, Leah. Leah. Yeah, she's a. Uh, she's still singing with us. Uh-huh. Um, she's a. Uh, she's Cuban. She's that's a mm-hmm. condition. Oh, that's a. Oh, yeah, coño. It's a special condition. Um, you know. Uh, Incredible voice. Yeah. A mother of my two babies. Mm-hmm. A wonderful mother. Uh, there's, there's nothing nothing bad I can say about Leah. She's yeah. a, a, a wonderful human being with an incredible voice. And, um, you know, uh, she's going to be a part of the 50th anniversary album. Ah, good, so, good. Um, you know. Because um, she, was, she, she, she was singing backup for... Well, so, uh, Enrique Iglesias, Enrique, okay. Ricky Martin, este, Celia Cruz, mm-hmm. este, and then she also did a song with Re- uh, Michael Jackson's brother, Randy Jackson. Mm-hmm. So then she was signed with Sony. Uh, so she's, she's yeah. a real deal. She's been around. <laughs> yeah. You know, got, got a good. She's a real uh, deal, man. It's like she did, uh, did a song with uh, Shelly. Uh, como mariachi uh, with Zavala, Gabriel Zavala producing it, mm-hmm. and um, you know she went in. Now Gabriel, Gabriel is, is Stephanie Montiel's husband. Correct. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she went in and did her part in one take, and Gabriel and Shelly were like, "Okay," <laughs> so then Shelly went in, but it came out beautiful, and. Um, you know, little Miss Dynamite. She's 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 a legend. Yeah, yeah. She's a legend. Got to give it to, to to her, man. She's a the real deal. And you know, I'm I I I feel joy when I see the young kids that I've seen growing up make it. Right. You know, get to get to a point to where everybody knows them. You know, they're. Uh, Always, always have good, good uh, attendance in their in their gigs, yeah. and man, you know, th- to me, it's like wow. I remember, I remember you when, <laughs> and so well, you guys, Leonard, you guys, my dad, you know, uh, Charro, set the standards, bro. You guys, uh, you guys set these standards that. Uh, The one thing that I love about Chicano Tejano music is that we were exposed to not just onda, but R and B, soul. That's the that's the advantage I think 
in the Latino race that the, the Chicanos have over the other part of the Latino races, we're exposed to all genres. Yep. Uh, like if you go to Puerto Rico, they're just doing salsa. Mm-hmm. Or Cuba, it's just yep. timba, salsa. Mm-hmm. But Chicanos, I mean, all uh, all styles of music. Yeah. And, and y'all could play all styles of music. So um, that's where I think the advantage of the Chicano Tejanos have over the other Latino races. Um, because I'm sure you played a lot of soul too back in the day. You know, it's crazy, but you know, we would open for James Brown. We'd open, for, we'd open for for Tierra. We'd open for Jose Feliciano. We also opened for like for Ernest Tubb, Johnny Rodriguez, Freddie Fender, because mm. you know we we you know they'd see us at a gig and say, "How much of that can he play?" Well, we'd do a whole night if you want. Yeah, man. <laughs> but yeah. because that's what we grew up with, mm-hmm. you know. I've I've had a, I've had people tell me, you know, that, well, but you know, you guys don't really. Uh, support your own music and I said well but wow. but the thing is is that we in, all of this is our music right. we we enjoy it I mean it's uh I mean gosh I'm you know still do old songs by the temptations and yeah. you know that's being a Chicano Tejano yeah bro. you know and I mean, it's, that's what we are yeah I, I think something that could help our La Onda is uh, marketing mm-hmm. if we had better marketing uh we could uh, go worldwide. We tend to stay within our niche, uh, and and we excel at it. But outside of it, not too many people know about us. Yes, and and you know, you're exactly right because that's what we've been attempting to do for years and years. You know, get in the right place. You know, we we did the the show uh, Vamos al Baile. Did you happen to see that one that oh, yeah, we did? Yeah, that yeah, was a good one. You know, as to I was. I was the executive producer. One it's of like them. An international uh, thing, right? Yeah, oh man, it's been yeah, shown. International. It's been shown all, around the world over five hundred times, and still wow. on. Uh, uh, and 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 we decided to do that as a baile. Mm. You know, when they asked me why do you want to do a baile, and I said, well, I want people to know and see how fun a Chicano dance can be. <laughs> That's cool. Man. You know, because I, they they wanted to do a, a concert, and I said, no, no, I don't want a concert. I want to dance and. And uh, we were standing there, myself and the actual producer. He says, um, "We should have done this in the uh, in the big new studio that they had, the Moody." Oh yeah. He said because he said in the first thirty minutes, we were, we couldn't uh, get any more people in there, you know, because uh, it, it had you had to get tickets online. Mm. So I mean, it was. I saw that man. You did a heck of a job there, Leonard. Well, thank you. You, you know, a heck of a job. and I like because it's still showing. You know, nice. and uh, we're going to be doing, the plan is we're going to do another one, but with all females. Oh. You know, and uh, I had talked to Shelly, but, you know, she's retired. And yeah. to, uh, some other artists, so we're uh, working on that. Cool, man. And, uh, you know, all of that takes time. You know, it's oh, not, yeah. it's not you know, not done in two weeks or three. I mean, it's done in a year, you know. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so it's then. Not uh, big, man. You got to. Mm-hmm. And you know, getting into the into the right place. I'm, let me tell you a little story. Uh, they had the the uh, uh, Hurricane Harvey uh, fundraiser at the Irwin Center at the University of Texas, mm-hmm. and it was Paul Simon, uh, the Dixie Chicks, mm-hmm. uh, Willie, 
este, uh, James Taylor, uh, uh, Charlie Heston, uh, wow. Sexton. Uh, I mean, a bunch of, you know, big names. Oh, yeah. And uh, I said, what about, oh, because we were discussing it because we were in a group called EDI, Equality, Diversity, and Inclusion, with the whole city of Austin. And I was in one of the, I was in that group. Mm-hmm. Well, when they came around passing the thing on, I said, well, what about the Ds? I don't see any Ds in there. What's that? I don't see any diversity. <laughs> you know, he said, well, can your band play? And I said, yeah, my band can play, but I'm not ready for that stage. There's one guy that I know that probably, let me, who? And I said, let me call him first. Call little Joe. And he said, yeah, man, you know, be glad to do it. Then I get a call saying that uh, the big production company didn't want Joe. Mm. Well, saw Willie's nephew and told him what was happening. So they call me back and say, Joe's on. Mm. He's the only one that got a standing ovation at that show. It was sold out. I mean, yeah. and you know how big that place was. Yeah. It's sold out. and um, But he did Las Nubes in English and in Spanish. Mm. And you know what? The crowd was so diverse, you know, I mean, all these people from all over. And, uh, but things like that to get a band that can get in there and do it. That's what we need, bro. Mm-hmm. To the, this day is what we yeah. need now. And, uh, and we're, we're, right now we're working on doing some things, you know, at the, the uh, Waterloo Greenway. Mm. So, um, Chicano. It's going to be Mexican American, you know, but uh, that's, um, and all of that takes time, you know. I mean, gosh, I've been working for this on this for thirty years, forty years, maybe even, you know, to to be able to to get us in in situations like that, you know. Give me your definition of a Chicano. I mean, it, I was always it, it's always been a curious. Uh, well, I heard I I heard in a in an interview, mm-hmm. and it just happened to be Little Joe that they were interviewing in New York City. Mm-hmm. And they asked him, he says, why do you use the term Chicano? He said, well, if I say I'm a Chicano, is there any doubt in your mind where I'm from? You know, and I said, you know what? That's right. You know, a Chicano to me is someone who comes with, with our Mexican Mexican descent, mm-hmm. you know, uh, roots, mm-hmm. you know. But then they, they ask, they've they asked me, he says, you know, how, how well, I asked them, I said, well, how far back do you want to go? We can probably go back to the Incas, <laughs> you know, where, where we all started. But, you know, it seems like it's all, you know, it's Mexican, you know. So, mm-hmm. but I mean, we have Spaniard roots and everything in there. Right, right. And um, to me, a Chicano is somebody who was born here, mm-hmm. born here in the States, and um, who is, is able to appreciate different cultures. Because we're around it all the time, you know. Bilingual. Yes, the bilingual. You know, we just don't speak Spanish. Back in the day, we would get punished for speaking Spanish in school. You know, we get five licks. Really? Yeah, I got I got sent to the office one time for speaking Spanish coming out of Spanish class, and I asked the teacher, "Well, if I was coming out of algebra class speaking algebra, would you get send me to the office?" (laughs) She says, "You know, you're not supposed to speak Spanish." Well, I was playing football. They gave me five hours detention hall. Why wouldn't they let you speak Spanish? They just didn't do it, man. Is it a lingual thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that, not nobody. I mean, you'd speak Spanish, and I mean, right away, and a kid said, hijo, to the office. 
you know. And anyway, they gave me five hours detention hall, and every day before football practice, I'd have to go to the office and get five licks for for each hour. <laughs> but I take five days. I went and got five licks. <laughs> but it was like, you know, you want to play football, you know. But uh, no, it, it's it's the way. That's the way things were. I feel back, you know, back uh, what what we went through. And now, know. quite honestly, the reality of it is, if you're bilingual, you have the advantage. Yeah. Because well, that's anywhere in, in the world, in 2000, really. what do they call it? In 2040, the Caucasian statistically is going to be the minority, mm-hmm. and we're going to be the. the well, main. you know, right now, the way I understand it is that the Mexican American is the great has the greatest number in the in the Latino culture. Oh, really? Yes, and here in Austin, all the Latino culture, all of them, even combined. Wow. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you that. You know, that's here in the States. That's crazy. Because I mean, if you go to Puerto Rico, it's, you know, that's... Oh, yeah. Yeah, pero, But, I mean, here yeah. in the States, that's mm-hmm. like... <laughs> and here in Austin, I believe it's like 46% uh, uh, Latino. Uh, 46% six, Latino. Mm-hmm. And it's like 40% of that 46 is Mexican-American. What? <laughs> You know, I'm sure it's like that in Califas too, though, right? Oh yeah, I mean it's a, I mean you know, but uh, that's, that's crazy, man. And a lot of people don't realize that, you know, that's and, crazy, and we're man. still an afterthought. Wow. <laughs> you know, because when they say great bands, I mean yeah, I see Tower of Power, but you know, can Tower of Power play La Malagueña? Right. You know, can Tower of Power do this other stuff? You know, we see fantastic guitar players. You know, yeah. can he play a cumbia? Well, you know, and that's our advantage there you go. As, as Chicanos. And that's my, the way I see a Chicano being is, you said you were right on, uh, uh, acknowledging other cultures, mm-hmm. being a part of other cultures, yep. being exposed to not just a Mexican culture, but other cultures. Yeah. So, so I think it's, uh, no, no, it's, it's, uh, you know, I say, well, I like sushi. I like enchiladas, I like menudo, you know, and I like pizza, and I like, you know. So, I mean, it's it's not, uh, we're not just a one menu type of person, you know, musically or in, in life or whatever, you know. We, I mean. Um, so there's all the more reason we need exposure and marketing to highlight all these things that we are. Yes. And, you know, and. But we need to explain to people because mm-hmm. I've sat there and said things. And said, oh, really? I didn't realize that. Said, yeah, man. You know, and uh, now this is because uh, I have uh, I had a white uncle. I mean, he he was Anglo, and we'd sit there and talk, and it's like I'd ex- sit and explain to him. Of course, he was a lot older than I was, and he never had never realized some of the things. You know, he, he didn't know that we could speak Spanish. You know, he didn't know that. Our schools were over in the far side of town, you know, almost a, 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 a across the railroad tracks, as we, you know, we would say, en el otro lado de los traques. <laughs> you know, but we just, um, and in school, school also, you know, I mean, school, we'd, we'd learn, I failed Spanish three times in, in high school, but it was Castilian, you know, vosotros estáis, and I, I, I didn't understand that. It was ustedes están, you know. Español de España, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, so... 
And I asked one of my Spanish teachers one time, I said, but, you know, if I start speaking the way we're learning, people aren't going to understand what I'm saying, at least the people that I associate with, or they're going to say I'm crazy. <laughs> He's talking in tongues. <laughs> you know, but that's, I mean, that's uh, that's the way it is. You know, there's, uh, and, and, our, and musically, you know, we used to do this, Alfredo. We would go, I had a friend who was a, a teacher at, at Johnston High School where I went, mm-hmm. And he was a girls' uh, uh, track coach and, mm-hmm. and volleyball coach. He asked me, hey, he said, Leonard, can you guys come and do a fundraiser for us at, at school in the morning during an assembly? Yeah. So, and this, I was with the Mexican Revolution. So I told Ruben Sanchez, let's go. Let's go do this. So we went. I mean, we had to be there at 7 in the morning to set up. And they come in at 8, you know. So then we play in the gym. But it was Seponiasi. And we would get quinceañeras, weddings, graduations, you know, and if you're, you know, in a lot of stuff. And yeah. we would be busy a lot, but we were able to to show other cultures that right. went to the school. Wow, you know, diversity. They, wow, they don't even have an accent. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, man. Th- that kind of stuff. So it's, um, and we started playing at the Anglo high schools too, because they heard, yeah. you know, and, uh, and maybe because the band was named Street People, you know, it, it wasn't a, it wasn't a, it's orchestra, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. or it's a grupo or anything like that, you know. So that, that, uh, that was one reason that we, we decided on, on that name because we wanted to cross over, be accepted. And by that name, sometimes they didn't, it's kind of like, uh, who was it? I saw a movie where they said, uh, we weren't, we didn't expect you here, <laughs> you know, we didn't expect you here, <laughs> you know, but that, yeah, that's, man. that's a kind of, um, and, and that's the, the musicians that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, those guys, Tom Perro, you know, Luis Gasca was playing with, you know, with Santana and Janis Joplin and here we are. And he's a guy from Barrio in Houston, you know, and, uh, I mean, Alex, our sax player, was playing with the Drifters, you know, down on the boardwalk, you know, and uh, and other band, other Chicanos playing with these groups too. I mean, like right now, uh, uh, Rene Garcia, Orgasca? no, Rene Garcia, oh, that's the uh, trombone. trombone player. Uh-huh. You know, his his uh, his cousin or nephew is with the Tower of Power. Oh wow! Yeah, he's a trumpet player. Wow! You know, and I mean, you see these guys, and it's like, wow, man, you know. Yeah, and and that's Chicanos, why, we, bro. yeah. And that's why we we do the Mexican American experience, because you know we've experienced all kinds of different stuff, and we have jazz musicians, country stars, and you know. So that's one thing about us, man. You know, it's uh, and when they say, "How many Latinos we got here?" Eh, okay, raise my hand. How many? How many uh, 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 Chicanos do we have here? Yeah, I can raise my hand. <laughs> how many Mexican American? Hey, I can raise my hand too. You know. <laughs> And not too many, right, you bro. know. Uh, I mean, nowadays I, I have friends say, "Nombre para nosotros Latinos, Latino. Where are you from, man? You from Guatemala? Nombre de aquí soy. Pues eres Chicano, you know. You, yeah. <laughs> you know, you lose, you you lose it. It's like a bowl of fruit. You have all these different varieties of fruit in there, and they well, no, they're fruit. <laughs> no, I'm an apple. <laughs> Multi identity. There you go. You know, and. Uh, it's, I mean, th- things are crazy, man, and I, I really, I really love it when I see a, a group getting up there and doing something other than than Chicano. Yeah, man. And for somebody to say, 
wow, man, you know, they can, man, that sounds, well, hey, but that's right. Come, come around, get out here and go to these different places, you know. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, no, man. we were playing in Seattle, and a buddy who was going to college over there says, man, we heard a band from Austin was playing, so we came. <laughs> Itan, you know, gabachos and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, African-Americans and, you know, at, at these gigs. And, uh, I mean, it's so, such a variety. Right, man. You Diverse. Know. And then it's like uh, Tortilla in his heyday, especially back then, uh, they... Um, Attracted a lot of <coughs> college students. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I, I meet guys that are that now have degrees. And they say, "Oh yeah, when I was going to college, you know, Tortilla Factory was the band we yeah, yeah. would listen to." And I remember, I remember when they selected the name Tortilla Factory. You know, because mm-hmm. on on our we used to use the the what is it on the on the road the uh, short wave. Mm-hmm. And we were, and we were the flying tortilla. <laughs> that, that was our handle, the flying tortilla. You know? And we'd get truck drivers and all these, you know, uh, driving them cross country and all that. But uh, let me ask you, what, what's uh, what's happening in the future? Well, right friend? now, uh, Tortilla Factory in January turned 50 years old. Mm-hmm. Like I was saying earlier, and uh, I'm doing an album. <clears throat> The 50th anniversary album, and uh, I want to take the the 50th anniversary album on tour. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm getting ready to put all that together and um, uh, just go out there and and do our thing, bro. Mm-hmm. Like it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, in my opinion, if if you're doing it just for the money, it's it's not authentic we're, yeah. we're doing it for the for the passion the love but it costs money to turn on that ignition it does <laughs> it does and 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 by by the grace of god the factory's got a a, a a name to where you know if we get hired at big venues they'll they'll offer us a good you know mm-hmm. uh, the right amount of money right right to pay the guys mm-hmm. you know <clears throat> All the guys in the group Tortilla Factory must know how to read music because the charts aren't easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, um, one thing that my dad was able to do was even though a lot of the charts had a lot of changes, his number one thing was for the people to be dancing. Mm-hmm. That's so, like an applause, man. <laughs> right, right. So, like, you know... Um, for example, what was that song? Dame la mano, the Coyote song. Dame la mano. Yeah, it has has a pretty good amount of changes, but the people loved it, man. Yeah. It was a big hit for Tortilla. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know this, but my dad told me that Tortilla Factory didn't hit first in Texas. It hit first in Califas. Because mm-hmm. they went and did some shows in, in Califas, and um, they'd been on the road, and my dad said they were eating peanut butter sandwiches. They were struggling, but the, like they were struggling <laughs> there right at, the, right at the beginning. And, he said, and they got back from Califas, and um, my dad said, "Man, we're gonna take a break, man." And the guys were like, "Cause they were what, twenty bucks a, a show or ten bucks mm-hmm. a show." Yeah. Uh, and then as they were started to take that break, my dad said that. 
was it, was it Dan Alonso? Dan Alonso. Dan Alonso called my dad and said, you better get your butt back to Califas because Dame La Mano is playing on every radio station right now. Mm-hmm. And so they went back, and their first show, there was like 5,000 people there. And then he said, after the show, the first musician that came up to him was Rick Reyes, mm-hmm. drummer. Yeah, Rick. <laughs> Good friend. And uh, concert, Rick. and uh he said, Hey him, uh you think you can let me borrow five dollars for a six pack, what <laughs> And uh and my dad pulled out like two or three hundred dollars and he gave it to, to Ricky and Ricky just he started crying, like really? <laughs> and then from there on, bro, that that's when the rest is history started. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dame la mano, and then Papalote turned into mm-hmm. a humongous. You know, that's 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 another thing that Tortilla Factory was was different from everybody else was Charro saying comical songs. Yeah, <laughs> la bicicleta. La, yeah, I think the only other one that I know of that does anything like that is Juan Luis Guerra. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he sings comical stuff as well as. Uh, well, you know what I remember? I fall down from the cloud I was on. It was fit twenty five thousands of feet. Do you remember that one? That was with Little Joe. Your dad, your dad sang it. Oh, me caí la nube. I fall down from the cloud I was uh, from the cloud I was on. I fell fifty five thousands of feet. <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah, you, it, you never heard that? I haven't, bro. I gotta look yeah, that it, up. It's on, it's on one of the albums. And is my like, dad okay. singing it? Yeah. <laughs> you remember that? Vaguely, yeah, very vaguely. <laughs> so, so yeah, man. Um, I'm going to just have fun and with this album, and you know, Leonard. Uh, the last two years, man, has been the hardest years of my life because, you know, I lost my daughter and granddaughter. Mm -hmm. They were killed in a car accident. Yes. And then just three weeks ago, was it three weeks? My my little sister found her daughter dead. Oh, Uh, She was only, what, 20? 23. 23. So this album's going to be dedicated to them as well. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, uh, music is is healing for the soul too, bro. That sure is. It sure is. So, I'm, I'm... time for me to get some healing bro i've been through so much suffering yeah yeah god bless you man all of you you i mean losing a child leonard is 10 times worse than losing a parent mm-hmm. i lost my dad he was my best friend bro traveled everywhere together mm-hmm. I, when he died i was like i didn't think that pain could be matched but when yeah. i lost my babies leonard, yeah yeah oh, it is. no man i you couldn't yeah. imagine losing your kids right like you yeah, i so. can't imagine can't imagine yeah so and i yeah. i have i have friends also también that have, have had those things happen to them in their lives, and it's like, man, I, I don't know how I would handle something like that. Yeah. Well, I, I and I've seen a lot of things in my life, you know. So, it's a. Uh, I no. survived, bro. Mm-hmm. Life spares no one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's right. One year, it, every year we're closer to our death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's the reality of it. Mm-hmm. Every birthday, okay, I'm one year closer to my death, because. Uh, 
that? One year, you could be one second closer. That's <laughs> yeah, true. What does that uh, Gabriel's song say? Uh, uh, that Mark Anthony sings, uh, El tiempo no perdona. No perdona. El tiempo no perdona. Dios, Dios perdona, pero el tiempo no. Sí, Dios a perdona, pero, pero el tiempo, tiempo a nadie. No. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> Dios, Dios perdona. perdona pero, pero el tiempo a nadie. A nadie. That's the ah, best, best way that I've ever heard it put. Mm -hmm. God yeah. will always forgive you, but yeah. Father Time won't. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Right, so, and and we're gonna be editing, so all this dead space will be. <laughs> yeah, man. So, uh, you know, Leonard, it's 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 a, uh, you know, I was uh, honored and humbled that somebody of your status would ask me to come on your show. Oh man, no, you know, uh, you know, I'm 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 one of the guys, you know. It, yeah. I mean, I no, man, I mean, I you're can, a legend, bro. You're a, you know, it it it, it takes. Not just anybody can be a band leader, bro. You got that I'm right. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I mean, it takes a, a special a special person to be able to lead a pack. And you're one of those. So, Man, so, I, so, I appreciate that. And it is difficult. But, you know, I must say, I have a, an executive producer, and she's over at the house right now. <laughs> you know, well, because... Well, this is this. This is my dad always called my mom the CEO of the CEO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I she's mean, she's still the CEO. <laughs> well, you know, without without your better half or your moms or you know, yeah, uh, it, it's because uh, you know they have they watch your back. Mm -hmm. You know that they want the best for you, not what am I going to get out of it? You know, it's like what are, it's always we. Mm -hmm. You know, instead of I. You know, and that's um, that's that's uh, means a lot. And my father always told me, he said, "Mijo, don't ever get too close to your musicos, because one day they could just say, say I they want you another gig.' Yeah, you know. So well, now now I see that a lot. You know, there's there's a lot of. Um, uh, well, not back in y'all's hard, days. Hard guns. <laughs> yeah, not back in y'all's days. But yeah. As time progressed, mm -hmm. 